Hello, welcome to Serenity Wellness Podcast. My name is Nicole White and I'll be your host for this podcast series. This series is dedicated to helping you tap into your full potential of how you can heal and balance your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Together, let's explore inner self, connect to our strength, and manifest your true nature, one full of love, purpose, and passion. Welcome to episode three, and welcome back to those of you who have uh, been with me in my first two episodes as well, and welcome to those of you who are new. Thank you again for your continued support and sharing my podcast and uh, you know, giving me your encouragement and support. It truly means a lot to me and fills my heart and soul, so thank you so much. Uh, with today. Today is our first Mindful Monday in our episode series, and we'll continue to have these podcasts on Mondays as well as part of the series for Serenity Wellness Podcast. Uh, with today, just a little explanation of why I separated out a whole separate podcast for uh, mindfulness specifically is because mindfulness is one of those tools in life that we can learn how to incorporate in our daily living that increases just our overall connection to internal happiness, joy, and gratitude. It also does some amazing things to other components of the body in terms of physical, emotional, and mental well-being, but we'll talk about that a little further uh, down the line here today. But with mindfulness itself, it's just this beautiful tool that we can integrate in our daily living in things we're already doing that has profound effects on our whole body system. But it's also the foundation of a lot of tools that I'll be teaching in our Wellness Wednesday series and learning how to, to kind of do different techniques of mindfulness and how to incorporate that into your daily living. It's just not only, again, something great to have in your toolbox, but it's also a foundation of a lot of other tools you will learn in terms of emotion regulation, acceptance, all that kind of great stuff. So for today, we're just going to talk a little bit about what is mindfulness. I'm going to give you just some two things you can start with on how to do them in your daily living, and then we'll go through just a brief guided meditation together to end today. With mindfulness itself, we're actually going to start with just generally meditation. Uh, I also am a meditation coach, and again, as I explained in episode one, part of being a dialectical behavior therapist is mindfulness is part of what I do in my therapy work with my clients also. And with mindfulness or meditation training, often the most common thing I hear back initially from people is, I can't do that. I can't like quiet my thoughts or I can't sit still for more than two seconds. Like how am I possibly going to do some type of meditation or, or mindfulness? But meditation and mindfulness is not about having empty mind and no thoughts. It's not about having any emotion and being still all the time. There are many different types of meditation and meditative practices. And sure, some of them can lead to more empty minds and, and other deeper forms of transformation and, and development of in terms of self. I mentioned in episode one, uh, my own you know journey of my own consciousness and how a great part of that is my meditative practice. As a Zen meditator or Zazen meditation, it, over time it can lead to more of an emptiness. So I've been practicing for over 20 years and with that, I can have emptiness it's just like a nothing there's no thought there's just uh, yeah <laughs> it's just there's nothing there um so you know again that takes a bit of practice and that's not what all meditation or even most meditation is 
meditation and mindfulness is about just being and allowing uh, without force, without judgment, uh, without pressure, and, and going deeper within in a lot of ways. And regardless of the type of practice, whether it be mindfulness, which we'll talk about deeper, or more of a structured sitting practice and practicing mindfulness versus everyday mindfulness versus, you know, a deeper meditation and a sitting practice uh, to, you know, you can think of mindfulness and meditation kind of like a spectrum where mindfulness, everyday mindfulness is kind of towards the lower end of, you know, challenge level, if you would, of development. And then lots of stuff in between and down towards the other end of the spectrum would be more of the transcendental meditation or meditations that allow your astral body to leave your physical body. My parents were both transcendental meditators. Uh, you know, my, <laughs> my dad would go off journeying somewhere and have to set an alarm to kind of bring his astral body back to his physical body. Uh, myself, I do astral projection stuff um, in some meditative practices. So that's kind of more down towards that end of the spectrum and just takes a little more practice. And often you'll use like mantras and things like that. But that is for a podcast way down the line. So we're just going to kind of start uh, at just level one here with mindfulness today. So meditation, mindfulness, regardless of the type you're practicing, it's all doing this beautiful work on your whole body system. So it's working on areas within the physical body of healing in terms of, uh, you know, pain management, um, you know, fibromyalgia is a common one that it helps with, um, chronic pain, but also inflammation cycles in the body. Inflammation in the body system is directly correlated to many different uh, ailments and disease elements in our system. That will be a whole different um, series of podcasts in the Wellness Wednesday series down the line when I talk more about the inflammation cycle in terms of medical or excuse me, mental, uh, emotional and physical health and how much it's correlated, but also the ways that we can naturally and holistically heal this inflammation flare up system in the body and, and really have it be more of a, a balanced synchronicity. Uh, within our system. So meditation, mindfulness, regardless of type of practice, it's helping with the emotion, mental, mental, and physical part of our body system. It's helping with inflammation cycles and reduction of inflammation cycles. It helps reduce insomnia. It helps substantially with impulse control, whether it be impulse control related to, um, you know, doing you know sometimes we'll like say yes when we want to say no and then we're like oh i'm over exhausted i've overextended myself all the way to impulse control with addictions with um impulse control related to self-regulation um it's just the, the the idea of how we can respond and then think later like oh yep probably you know wasn't the best idea for me so it helps to regulate that and helps us to have more of a connection to our impulse control center which there's a whole center um in the front of our brain it's those are episodes way down the line when i'll get more into to kind of brain areas and all that kind of stuff but just for today knowing that there's this area in the front area of our brain that has a, a connection to our impulse control as well as mindfulness there's a little nice little niche of mindfulness up there too uh, in that center of the brain but anyway this meditation and mindfulness practice it helps with all those different functions among many many others um, you know those are just little snapshots but it also helps us to go within it helps us to connect to our intuition this knowing that we all have 
as you will get to know me further in these podcast series, you know, I'll be sharing more and more about uh, myself and my own journey and experiences I've had. And so in some of that, you're going to learn about my own connection to my intuition and the guidance it has provided me in my journey of healing and development of self. But we all have that. It's not like I have some special gift. Uh, sometimes my, my friends will joke that I'm like, a Je- I have these Jedi skills and things like that. But nope, I don't. Uh, it's, it's stuff we all have. It's just developing it, allowing space for it to, to be there and connect within. Because we all have it. It's all there. We're all, we're all born with all these abilities. And um, some of the things I'll share with you that I can do, you can do too. But with this, uh, mindfulness meditation, connection to intuition, we all have it, we all have this inner knowing, and just giving ourselves the space and time to, to just listen. It also connects us to our higher self or higher consciousness. It connects us to the feeling and knowledge of oneness. As a meditation and mindfulness coach, often along, along the journey in working with my clients as they begin to experience this, they often talk about this oneness that they they begin to be more aware of and connected to uh uh, it's often described as like a wheel and spokes of a wheel and feeling that interconnection with everyone or a web and and some people even you know will say about how like they they can like almost see it like this just web of connection and how we're all one we are all one So with that, it helps us connect further in oneness and unity consciousness. Unity consciousness is uh, more of this just unity vibration of consciousness. And that's, again, a whole other series that we'll talk about down the line. But with that, it's, again, uh, just a snapshot of examples of how mindfulness and meditation can help you or someone you know in just your daily living. What uh, has been done you know, I'm going to say maybe over 10 years, but a lot of research has come out more so over the past 10 years. Now there's science is, as I've talked about in episodes one and two, how science is collaborating with us on a lot of different ways of things we've already been kind of doing and knowing and energy work and uh, all that kind of stuff. But now science, again, is on board and really collaborating more with this alternative and holistic nature of healing. And we're now working so beautifully together to help Uh, collaborate uh, more strongly in helping people heal. So with that, uh, science uh, is looking and using what are called functional MRIs to start looking at kind of what's happening in these brain centers and stuff that I started talking about a little bit today and we'll talk about way further in future episodes. And the functional MRIs look at, as you know, an MRI, most of you might be aware, takes like an image of the brain. The functional MRI is also looking at brain activity. So it's seeing these highways or these neural network pathways that are opening and connecting and communicating in ways that hadn't been present prior to the practice of mindfulness. Uh, Some recent studies that came out from Harvard, the one looked at the amygdala. So if you remember back in uh, episode two, when I was talking about that fight flight response center, and I just kind of said, think of it as a little trauma center in your brain is what I, I think I called it at that time. And that little center that I was referring to, that's in this amygdala that, that I'm referring to here with this Harvard study. So the study looked at what's happening using this functional MRI, and it's showing that the amygdala is changing uh, its shape and changing its kind of like a communication pathway in this highway in the brain. Just think of it 
in that way for right now. So it's changing that, it's changing its response, which correlates highly with emotion regulation, as I just mentioned. You know, that's where that fight or flight response center is. And so for balancing and changing the amygdala, we're changing, you know, our emotion regulation and our ability to connect with that. It was also, there was also another study that recently came out. Uh, this one, again, was from Harvard. And it looked at the practice of mindfulness uh, using these functional MRIs, what it did when participants practiced for, I think it was eight weeks for 28 minutes a day, um, and, and what happened. And with it, again, it was showing substantial uh, increases in the ability for emotion regulation, for presence, for just being, uh, but also it, it looked at, again, these highways, just think of them as highways for right now, but these like neural network pathways, these highways and connectors in the brain and how new ones were getting open and, and communicating. Uh, it was getting connected more to this, these areas in the front part of the brain that connect to mindfulness and impulse control and actually the empathy centers up there too. So when I work uh, with people who feel that they are disconnected from their ability to feel, <laughs> so they feel that they really don't have empathy um, or connection to empathy, uh, this is you know part of our practice in working with them or me working with them to help develop uh, their connection further to their empathic center and their ability to reconnect with that feeling. So these these uh, studies from Harvard are showing us that now using the functional MRI research. And then Penn State, um, I'm here, as I mentioned, I'm located uh, right by State College, Pennsylvania, and so I'm by Penn State University. They have a ton of different research happening there right now, looking at mindfulness and all these amazing, amazing ways. And down the line, I'll have uh, some people in future podcasts uh, that will talk more about the research and how they're actually you know, doing research and, and trying to implement in ways in, in daily living for professionals and things like that. And then there's been some really cool studies, and we'll talk more about this when we look at uh, group meditation and unity consciousness. And when I get further into that vibrational stuff of all that cool, cool uh, vibrational stuff that we can do as, as a group when we get together and meditate or do healing. But um, again, science is, is starting to help us see. So with this, there were uh, some studies done in DC. And what happened is for four weeks, um, there were, man, was it four weeks? I think it was four weeks. They did a group meditation where uh, a large group of, of people came in and did some transcendental meditation. And the goal and the focus or atten intention building at that time was about trying to reduce the cr crime rate. And, you know, the people in, um, you know, the, the crime divisions, you know, the police and stuff like that were pretty skeptical like, okay, our crime rate is pretty out of control here. It was violent crime specifically that they were targeting and really didn't think that this was going to do anything, but, uh, you know, openly welcomed this experience and allowed these meditators to come in and do these group, uh, large group meditations, specifically trying to reduce the crime rate. And it happened. And statistics and science were able to show us. So amazingly, it dropped by 23%. So 23% drop in violent crime rate after a brief, you know, period of time of a group of meditators getting together, meditating together, creating that vibration and that energy and how it transforms and changes 
everything around us because we are all one and connected with the vibration around us. But that's for future podcasts. So that's some of the research uh, that's starting to help us. But there is, as I mentioned, a ton of research out there. So if you're interested in learning more about the research, you can certainly look some stuff up. I'll try to put some links down the line here in the notes. Uh, and then also I will be including that in future podcasts more about just the research that's happening in different ways. So what is mindfulness specifically? Mindfulness, again, um, thinking about this kind of spectrum and, and going more down towards this lower end right now. And what we're going to talk about today is the practice of everyday mindfulness. So what I'm going to start with in this teaching series is what you can do in every day. Like it's, you're not adding anything new to your day. You're just doing what you're doing in a different way. The practice of mindfulness is about being fully present, fully present in exactly what you're doing in that moment. The behaviors, the emotions, the experience, the feelings of those around you. You know, if you're playing with your kids or something, their laughter or their anxiety or their fears or, uh, you know, sadness, just fully embracing, engaging uh, in everything you're doing in that moment. It means not going back in the mind, not going forward in the mind, not jumping into the jibber jabber of the monkey mind, but just being. And that, you know, can take practice because it's about being the observer of our thoughts and not participating. We do not need to participate with every thought we have and build stories and create this, that's, and the others. Because when we do that, we're missing out on just what's happening in front of us. We're missing out on the connection we can create and what this does for our own internal connection of gratitude and joy and just experiencing and being. It's quite a beautiful thing. So with it, you know, it's about, again, this idea of being the observer, not participating and just connecting to the here and the now in whatever it is you're doing in that moment. And that's the practice we're going to start with in the the beginning parts of these podcast series on Mondays is just how to be and what does that mean? And what do we do when those thoughts come in? Because we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. It's not like, okay, well, Nicole said, let's just be mindful and present right now. And so that's just going to happen. I completely understand that that's not the case, that it does take some practice, but I assure you that everybody can do this. It is not some special gift. It's just allowing, trusting, and giving yourself permission. So with mindfulness, as I mentioned, it's this idea of being present in exactly what we're doing. And there's two components that are involved with that. The first is being non-judgmental. As I said just a moment ago, it's not just like an easy switch off where, oh, now I listen to this podcast, so now from now on, everything I'm doing in my day, I'm going to do mindfully, and that's great, and it takes practice, but we don't need to judge ourselves in that practice. It might be like five minutes down the line when we notice we were all caught up in the monkey mind and we just created 10 different scenarios of worry that will never happen or etc. So it's okay that we did that. We don't need to judge ourselves for it. Whenever we noticed that that's what we were doing, we noticed. And now we're back into observer versus participating. And now we notice, so just notice and allow that thought to float away and come back to presence. Floating away is a gentle floating. So for me, I float the thoughts out into the ocean. Some people uh, say, well, yeah, but the ocean, you know, the wave brings it back. 
for me, that's just what resonates for me, the ebb and flow. I'm very water-based, as you might have noticed from my tattoo on my arm. Uh, but for me, it's, uh, you know, just what resonates for me. You might put it on a leaf going down a river. You might put it up in a balloon. You might have it float by in a cloud. But it's just this gentle awareness. Oh, I'm aware and observing my thought and I am now going to let it float away gently and gently guide my attention back to the now. It is a gentle guiding. Sometimes some of my clients get like eager about this, which is awesome. I love the enthusiasm and everything. And sometimes um, with that, they forget the gentleness. So they'll come back the next week and they'll be like, oh yeah, I got it. I really was working on that. You know, when I became the observer of that thought, I envisioned me like getting a baseball bat and bashing out the thought and coming back to presence. It's great, but you know, as we discovered, um, and again, this was, you know, this, this can happen. It's several different uh, experiences that people have like that. And that's why I'm sharing it as, as that reminder, be gentle. This is about gentleness. Because what we notice when those people and I talk further about it is how that also creates some resistance and tension. And so in those experiences, it's more about, let me go in now. Let me go within and see what's stirring up inside me. Am I holding on to tension? And, and again, bringing awareness back to the now. So a gentle observe, float away, back to participating with the now. And it will take practice. The other piece uh, besides that non-judgment, when you know we get caught up in stuff or this or that, we're not going to judge. We're just going to be aware. We are the observer. And then the second part is one mindfulness. One mindfulness is about just doing one thing at a time. Back in the day, when I, uh, you know, in my twenties and stuff, when I would interview for a job, I would highlight that I could multitask really well. Yeah, great multitasker. Well, that's actually very detrimental to our brains, which the functional MRIs and science is helping us see now, but it slows down our functioning. It creates anxiety and pressure. It makes us make mistakes that we sometimes notice and sometimes don't. It's not a way that is actually our best way of being, and it can help stunt our true nature of how much we can truly do and be when we just do it one mindfully. So to give you just a little example, I'm going to have you do something here real quick. So if you would like to, you can use a timer for this. Uh, again, this is my first time even doing podcast stuff or anything like that. So typically when I do this experience with people, it's in person, whether, whether it's in an individual session or a small group session. Uh, and when I do this, I use a timer. So if you want to incorporate a timer, that's cool. You don't have to. With this, we're going to just do a couple quick things just so you can see what goes on in your mind when we're not being one mindful. Because this idea, uh, before we go into this demonstration, you can think about how old school computers, especially, I don't know, those of us who remember dial-up, like, you know, that lovely dial-up, and if you open more than two tabs, just forget it. And if you even tried to download more than one video, you might as well really forget it. Everything would freeze up, stop, you'd have to restart the computer, or, you know, it was an overload overload of the system 
having too many tabs open, trying to do too many things at once, the computer was like, nope, not doing it, and let us know. When we are multitasking, we're doing the same thing to our brain. So let me show you real quick. So if you're using a timer, when I say go, you'll start your timer. And what we're gonna do in this first part is out loud or to yourself, if you need to do it to your, your, in your mind because you're around other people or something, but out loud or to yourself, when I say go, you're gonna count from one to 26 as fast as you can. Okay, and go. Okay, you can stop now, or I mean, no, stop if you're done, <laughs> but uh, mark your time if you're keeping time. All right, now we're gonna go to phase two. So if you're keeping time, when I say that, you'll start it again and then stop it again whenever you finish. Either out loud or to yourself, you're going to say your ABCs. Ready, go. All right, I hope I gave everybody enough time. Mark your time if you're keeping time. Okay, so we did some beautiful one mindfulness. We one mindfully counted and we one mindfully set our ABCs. Now we're gonna multitask. So for this, you might uh, need to pause me because it might take you a bit of time. I'm not really sure how much time to leave. Um, I don't wanna leave a long period of silence because sometimes this can take a bit. So I'll just leave a little bit of silence and then, you know, if you feel like a pause would be better, then maybe pause and then replay or hit play or whatever once you're done. All right, so multitasking. We're going to out loud or to yourself if you need to. Say your ABCs and one, two, threes together. So we're going to one, two, three it and ABC it in a multitasking way. So it will be one A, two B, three C, etc. The thing with this is when you find that you have made an error, if you make an error, you must start over at the beginning. If you were doing this out loud with a friend, you cannot point out the error of someone else. So if you're the one, two, three, ABCer, you have to find your own error. Your friend cannot assist you. So you might get all the way to like X and realize that you made a mistake. Go back to the beginning. All right, so when I say go, if you're keeping time, start your timer. We're gonna do some one, two, threes, and ABCs, and go. Okay, so I left a little bit of time there, but again, um, hopefully you paused me if you needed to, because what you might have noticed is that was not as easy. One, two, threes and ABCs, pretty simple. Something that you probably were able to do quite easily, not a whole lot of pressure or thought, you know, stuff we learned a long time ago, but doing it together, easy tasks, sometimes we can notice how much more difficult they become when we do just this simple experience. Oftentimes people feel pressure, increased anxiety, tension, they can like feel your brain working, moving uh, extra hard. We often make mistakes. We don't notice the mistakes till later and then we get more frustrated. We have to start over again. More time, more energy, lost time, lost energy. 
So being one mindful in our everyday life, it does so much to the body, to the mind, to the soul. So that is a little experience on how to be one mindful and just what happens when we're not. Some ideas real quick for you before we start into a brief guided meditation together of how to incorporate mindfulness in your everyday life. First would be a shower. Most of us take showers at some point. (laughs) And um, with that, we are very uh, likely to be bringing other people in the shower with us. And I don't mean in a pleasurable, fun way. We're often bringing other people in the shower with us by thinking about what we did yesterday, what we need to do later, what we said to so-and-so. I should have said that in the conversation. I wonder how that would have played out. What would they have felt? I wonder how they feel about what I did say. Maybe I should call so-and-so and see if they want to grab a coffee later. Oh, I can't call them. They're so busy. They have too much going on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't do that at work. I got to make sure I talk to that person. I have that conference later. So we can go on and on and on in our mind in the shower. Think of all those people you just brought in the shower with you. Is that really who you want in your shower? So how do we possibly take a mindful shower? We just take a shower. You just take a shower. So you get in. You connect with the water, how it feels when it hits your body. You connect with the sound when your head is under the water versus when it's out of the water. What it sounds like when it's hitting the tub bottom, whatever you call that. You uh, connect with the lathering of the soap and the shampoo, the smell, the feel of it, what it feels like when you're washing off your body and lathering up or lathering up your hair how it feels when the suds are rinsing off your body. You can further connect with this by turning towards the drain and envisioning and feeling as your head is under the water, that water washing over your body, washing off any stress, tension, or emotion that you'd like to let go of for the day or the night whenever you're taking a shower and allowing your connection to to watch that tension or that emotion go down the drain with the water. So that's how you take a mindful shower, and I assure you, you will feel much more refreshed, much more balanced, rejuvenated, and just uh, an overall sense of well-being. If you take a mindful shower versus if you take a chaotic, uh, you know, busy shower with a bunch of people. So just a thought, mindful shower is one technique. Another technique you can take into your daily living is uh, many of us drink coffee or tea. As a quick little side note, if you are a lover of tea and local, I uh, would highly recommend Belladonna Herb. Charlene there just mixed me up an awesome morning blend for my day and then also an evening blend and I go there often for tea because she is a mastermind. So you can just go in, tell her what you're looking for and she does her magic and hooks you up with yummy deliciousness. So that's my little side note. Anyway, back to coffee tea uh, drinking and how to do that mindfully. So we'll just do coffee as our example today. So with coffee and how to do that mindfully, you're going to first connect with the sound of the coffee brewing, the smell that starts entering the air, how your taste buds might even start reacting just from smelling that coffee brewing. Then you're going to pour your coffee and you're going to connect to the sound of the coffee pouring into your mug. If you add something into your coffee 
connecting with the vision of it adding into the coffee. Maybe it's changing the color a little bit. As you stir it, maybe it changes the color further and you can connect with the swirls that start to happen as the colors combine. Then you're gonna pick up your mug and you're just gonna connect with the experience of that heat in your hands, how warm it feels in the palms, the fingers. You might even feel it going up into your wrists a little bit, into your arms. So you're just feeling and experiencing, being fully present with this warmth. Then you're gonna pull the mug up towards your mouth. But first you're just gonna close your eyes and take in a nice deep inhale through your nose. Connecting with the aroma, but also feeling it start to activate in your body already. You could feel your taste buds start to respond most can kind of like feel your insides warm up before you even take a sip. And you're gonna take that sip of coffee and you're gonna take it mindfully. You're gonna connect to the heat in your mouth, the taste, and as you swallow it, you're gonna connect with that heat going down your throat and entering into your body. And you might drink your coffee like that for you know five minutes or maybe you'll even give yourself permission to drink your full cup of coffee that way. Letting your mind just relax and connect to exactly what you're doing in that moment in every way. Your physical, your emotional, and your mental being. And just being present with your coffee. And again, what it does is all those things that we mentioned in terms of those highways that happen in the mind and the things that happen in the physical, mental, and emotional body. It's all happening just by taking that shower mindfully, just by drinking that coffee or that tea mindfully. So with that, that is today's episode, and I'm going to take us now into a guided meditation. Before I do so, I just want to let you know I'm going to be doing a, a special podcast on Thursday, and it will be a guided meditation to taking you to the river of love. And in this meditation, it combines some energy work that I'll be uh, kind of doing while I'm um, guiding the meditation. And, and in it, what it does is it allows us to connect to this divine love that we all are. It connects us further to this divine love that is you and the unconditional uh, capacity for us to unconditionally love ourselves as well as unconditionally love others. So it's just a guided meditation to help fill and, and connect you to your heart space and this divine love that is you. So that will be Thursday uh, as a little Valentine's Day thing. All right. So let's now get into our meditation. Go ahead and get yourself comfortable in your space, whatever that is for you. You might be sitting down or laying down, have your legs crossed or straight, whatever feels right. Just starting to get comfortable and breathing. Go ahead and start closing your eyes now and further relaxing into your space. 
and just start by gently connecting to your breath. Connecting to the rise and fall of your body as you breathe. With each deep inhale, breathing in relaxation. And with each exhale, releasing and breathing out tension release. If your mind starts wandering, allow yourself to simply observe. Float the thought away and gently guide your attention back to your breath or back to my voice. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing in relaxation. And nice strong exhale, breathing out relaxation. Feeling your shoulders further drop towards the earth, releasing that tension. And starting to allow the body to relax with breath. Guide your attention to the top of your head. Checking in with the crown of your head, releasing any tension you might be holding there. The back of your head and space between your brows, your nose, your cheeks, your lips, opening your jaw slightly and feeling that tension further release trickling down the back of your neck, allowing it to further relax your shoulders, dropping and releasing that tension. Checking in with the back of your neck and your breast. Releasing through your torso and your back. Letting go and relaxing. That tension in your lower back we tend to hold through our day from all the sitting and the doing. Just giving your body permission to release. Relaxing the muscles in your butt and your thighs. Feeling it trickle down your shins. Releasing and relaxing your ankles and the soles of your feet. Feeling each toe relax further as that tension and stress from your body trickles down into the earth. Taking your awareness back up to the top of your head. Imagining a waterfall cascading over you. 
purifying water further washes away any stress or tension your body might still be holding. You can feel your body just relax and release as the water cascades down, further letting stress and tension trickle off your body. Feeling it release those shoulders into relaxation, trickling down your arms, your wrists, your palms, trickling off your fingers, allowing the earth to absorb and hold it for you. Feeling it cascading down your back, your lower back, your legs. Connecting you to the deep relaxation that your body is now giving you permission to feel and be. Taking that nice deep inhale again of relaxation. And strong exhale of relaxation. Another nice deep inhale. start gently connecting back to your body. The rise and fall of your body as you breathe. Perhaps noticing your body in a different state of being. A calmness. A presence. Starting to maybe wiggle your fingers and your toes, re-entering that body fully. Maybe stretching out your arms and legs and feeling that calmness. Feeling how your muscles are thanking you. And as feeling guided and ready, opening your eyes and re-entering your space wherever you are today as you join me. Hmm. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for not only joining me for the educational piece of our podcast today, but also for sharing space with me and joining me in that brief meditation of relaxation. I hope you enjoyed our series today. I look forward to our next time together. Our next podcast will be our Wellness Wednesday podcast this Wednesday. And as I mentioned, I'll be having that special podcast on Thursday to help connect you fully with the divine love that is you. Again, thank you so much for all your encouragement and support. Welcome back to those who have been continuing to follow me on this journey. And welcome to those of you who are new. I hope you continue to share space with me in the future in this podcast series. This series is dedicated to helping you tap into your full potential of how you can heal and balance your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. 
Together, let's explore our inner self, connect to our strength, and manifest your true nature, one full of love, purpose, and passion. I look forward to spending time with all of you. Remember to tap into your wellness toolbox and feed your soul. I had a beautiful experience this weekend of teaching the Asui Holy Fire Reiki with a group of amazing souls. And it really filled my soul this weekend. And I continue to have this uh, awesome vibrational energy with me today. So make sure you tap in. Pay attention to your wellness toolbox and what it is for you. And feed your soul. Bye-bye for now. I look forward to talking with you again in the future.